Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello! I wonder if they can hear that. If you can't, that'll be so annoying. (laughs) Who's here, Phil? <laughs> I know who's here, it's you. <laughs> Guess who's here? Who is it? Do you remember years ago when you used to go downstairs after on Christmas Day and be like, I saw him? Yeah! <laughs> Bet my mum and dad thought I was a lunatic, like, of course you did. So I'm last year as well. I saw him on the roof, honestly, I did. <laughs> it's Christmas! If you can't hear. Um... Oh, that's a good point, what if you can't hear it? Well, you can't see, but. You may have seen Phil's video on Instagram. We both have reindeer antlers on and Father Christmas is sat in the middle of us. So we are feeling festive. We're really aesthetically pleasing a little now. We, we set up this podcast so it's really aesthetically pleasing, even though it's an audio um, You put videos fire. on your Instagram. I do. Everyone's going to be able to see us in reindeer antlers. With Santa. I'm happy about that. Mm, I really like Santa. My dad won him as a gift one time. The yeah, actual Santa? Yeah. You the real Santa? I'm mad. And he brought him home when um, I got home from, I think I got home from my work Christmas party. My dad had won him and I was a little bit merry and thought it was the best thing in the world because he's got really tall legs and I just spent the whole night hugging him. If you can't see, he needs to uh, train legs a bit harder, doesn't he? Yeah, I was making him do squats yesterday. You was. was. <laughs> anyway, so. um, oh yeah, it's podcast 10. Mm. You stuck with us. For our first 10 episodes. Oh, you just joined us at episode 10, one or the other. So go back to one. <laughs> oh no, carry on listening, that's first. Yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can listen to the rest of this one, and then you can go back to one. Please do. So, if you are on the step pipe... And, Which we are. Um, you are getting your movement in whilst listening to the podcast. Thank you very much for updating your steps on the website. www.liflearningbrain.co.uk forward slash podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, we are up to 81,430. I still, there's one more. Is there a podcast before Christmas? There's it's, not now. You can get your it. cheese hamper for Christmas. Yeah, no one got the cheese hamper for Christmas. You're all let me down. Devastated. You still have a cheese hamper if you want that. I'm going to eat the cheese hamper instead. Piece of the moon. Mm. A piece of the moon for you and a piece of the moon for me. Me and Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today we thought we'd keep it topical, didn't we? We did. We we did mention when we started planning this podcast in the early days. I say early days, ten weeks ago, before the yeah. first one came out, that we would try and keep it very topical and relevant, so that it's relevant to what you're thinking at the time. Unless you're listening to this in March and it's not. Yeah, if you listen to this in March, <laughs> this could. This is like nine months prep for you, really, isn't it? Obviously, today we're going to be talking about Christmas and. A few weeks back, we did do like a, a winter, December, end of year type podcast, didn't yeah. we? But we wanted to kind of hone in on the three to five days that is Christmas and 
just run through what we can do. And I think the main message that we're going to be kind of running through today is there's no, this is what you have to do. I think that's going to be the main underlying mm. thing, isn't it? There's nothing you have oh, yeah. to do. It's going to be more of a case of Actually, I've what got you one you have to do. Enjoy Christmas. Enjoy it with your family because obviously it's been a bit of a weird year mm. and we've we've been restricted from family and you do not need to then spend your whole Christmas like overthinking food and movement and if that becomes a barrier to enjoying Christmas then that's not how it should be basically because we, we've been granted these five precious days of Christmas mm. Um, so it could all change between oh, now and this going out. That's so true. It won't. I've got I've got full faith in Boris. <laughs> You're only one. Um, so yeah, I think it's just so important to just savor those moments that we've got with family because we don't know what's going to happen after Christmas. Like obviously, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It seems a little bit with the vaccine at the moment, mm-hmm. but fingers crossed. We we don't know what's going to happen, so. We just need to make the most of this time that we are allowed to spend with family. My one tip though is, and this one if you'll have seen my Instagram, is talking from experience. Try to not eat until you're sick. Because I think that can be a bit of a danger over Christmas, can't it? Mm-hmm. Like overindulging to the point where you make yourself ill. I think if you focus on one thing this year, it's that. Yeah, and I think like any year the one sort of like big thing that makes Christmas different from I guess any other time of the year is that availability of food isn't it yeah there's so much more available you only have to walk into like Asda or Sainsbury's or Aldi or whatever for like 10 yards to see the ginormous stacks of quality streets Mm. celebration tins mince pies 200 kilo turkeys like everything almost seems like it's been injected with steroids over mm-hmm. christmas everything's extra 10 extra. times bigger yeah everything's extra 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 like there's no kind of like smaller version and i guess that in itself creates more availability you know i don't know if you can but i'm pretty sure you can't just buy our quality street you buy a tin and there's a hundred in it you used to be able to buy a big green triangle and i'm not entirely sure why, why they stopped that because Blimey neck, I loved a big green triangle. Did you? What's your oh, favourite quality street? A green triangle. Really? Is that yeah. that long? I absolutely love it. The quality streets praline, the ones... praline, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to say that. A quality streets, the ones that have the circled caramel cotton. Yeah. They are class. I thought you were going to say they were rubbish and I was no. like, yeah, I love them. Honestly, no, for two reasons. Number one, taste sensational. Yeah. Number two, jaw workout. <laughs> like, really is. Genuinely worried I'm going to lose all my teeth one year. <laughs> Because they're so difficult to Toffee eat. Toffee penny. Did Not you know? Yeah, do you know when you eat one of them, you burn 4,000 calories. 4,000. Just, yeah. just chewing it. True. Yeah. Fact. Mm. 4,000 calories chewing your toffee penny. I do anyway, it's well hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fact, sometimes yeah, I burn 200 just getting the foil off the thing because <laughs> it's stuck inside it. Honestly, it's a workout eating a toffee penny. But do you know what? It's worth it. You don't like working for your food, do you? Oh, no, I'm awful. Like, anything on a bone and I'm out. Mm-hmm. It's too much effort for me. I just want to eat it. Yeah. Like, you don't have a quality street toffee pennies then, are you? No. I struggle with it. No, wait, I can deal with that. I can't it's remember what, what's a green triangle stored in? G- green, surprisingly. No. <laughs> green isn't a thing, it's a colour. What's it stored in? Like, what's it coming? Don't say green. 
Oh, no, Tommy's penny's still in orange. <laughs> it's not, it's in gold. <laughs> oh, gold and silver, that's what it's still in. Well, green tinfoil? Oh, tinfoil, is that what it's made out of? I don't know what it is. I was just working out why you like them so much, and I don't think it's anything to do with the taste. It's because tinfoil's really easy, isn't it? So there's no work involved. No, it's because it's melting in the mouthy and it's nutty. Melty in the mouth. Melty in the mouth. It's easy to get. And nutty. They're my two favourite things. Behind me. Phil, number one. Melty in the mouth, number two. Nutty, number three. I'll take it. Number four is just being really easy access to any chocolate. Yeah, that's why I like Gillian's. No Mm. wrapping to get through. Again, no idea where to say that. It's probably Gillian. Anyway, Christmas. Um, (laughs) The availability of food is going to be the big thing. And I think we, we generally, around Christmas, we feel obliged to say yes especially when someone's gone to so much effort to create a large amount of food or a buffet selection and it do you know what that's kind of my favorite depending on how well you know the person whose house you're in my favorite type of meal when it's a buffet style two six with buffet yeah unreal christmas eve devastating can't go this year but um it's brilliant because it, it gives you a bit of control in what you're doing as well. So, like, if you want a few extra spuds, you can have a few extra spuds. I think spuds. that is the downside as well, though, to buffets, because, well, there's, like, an upside and a downside, because I think there's an element of, like, you want a bit of everything when it comes to a buffet, doesn't it? Don't yeah, you? And absolutely. you end up with, like, a piled high plate, mm-hmm. and I think it is a case of choose, don't go, like, if there's something that you particularly want, like, I'm great at, well, not great at a buffet, but it's awful. Jen's good at buffets. Because I don't like anything, yeah, usually. So Jen has, like, a little bit of, like, some kind of meat, like, you don't really like turkey. Oh, yeah, you do like turkey. I like turkey, yeah. Bit of turkey, and then a roast potato, and that's Jen's Christmas dinner, done. I just don't, I'm just not a fan of buffets, like, I don't, I'm quite a fussy eater, if you know me, and... I think one good way to do it is, when you are setting up your plate at a buffet, don't get really giddy at the first bowl that you oh, pick yeah. up like if the first bowl you get is like mash don't just fill your plate with mash because you've then got you're still going to put more on your plate just mm-hmm. take it nice and slow as you put it on it's probably you're probably not going to run out of food you know no. you've nothing to panic about and you're probably having a five course meal and anyway. i think that's the thing as well like i think very often kind of christmas dinners and i think at christmas it always tends to be like there's always more food so you don't get served like most people tend to not get served like a plate of food mm. it tends to be like here's all the food on the table yeah and it's like i think that's where the danger lies because you can just keep going because it's the, there's always a bit more second and third yeah, yeah and i think that's the, the thing around christmas isn't it and that's what always gets me there's always a bit more and if there's a bit more i always want a bit more mm. so it's like i think some well i'll come on to this a little bit more in a minute rather than waffle on about it now but I think going on from that, it's control what you can control when it comes to Christmas mm-hmm. and kind of not getting to the point where you do feel ill because you've eaten that much. I think it is about controlling what you can control. So when that comes down to like buying into your house what you want to eat, I think one of the... This is a conversation I had with my mum a few years back and I, I, like, I said to her, like, look... You buy all this food in over Christmas, but why? There's literally me, you and dad, like, we don't eat it all. And I think she said the other day, um, on, on a Monday night, we do, like, a mastermind where we talk about a specific topic. We did Christmas a few weeks back, and my mum was on the uh, call, on the Zoom call, and she said, like, I've decreased the amount of food that I buy in because I realised I don't need it all. And I think 
you almost like panic buy at Christmas as if like the shops are going to close, don't we? And it's like, no, they're literally open all the time. Like if you run out of something, you can literally just go and buy it, like just like normal. Like, it, I think that control where you can, can control is such an important point as well, isn't it? It yeah. really is about, I understand we get excited and we get happy and we want to eat more chocolate and more things at Christmas and that's absolutely fine. We're not here to tell you not to do that. But at the same time, when you are going into the shop, if you're going to shop twice a week every week in December, you don't need to buy a tin of Quality Street every single time you go. They're on the shelves all year. They're there for 12 months. Like You can buy one in January if you want to, and I appreciate the pull to get one in January probably isn't as much, but you don't need to buy eight tins in December. You don't need to buy one because you know fully well that if you buy one, you're going to finish one. That's another point. It's always out on the table as well, isn't always. it? Always. My mum's the worst always for it. Always the chocolate. I mentioned this in another podcast. My mum just put balls of chocolate everywhere. She lives on her own. <laughs> Who's she putting it out for? Like, you don't need to do it. It's going to go. We get round and they're all gone because we see them. And it, honestly, availability of food comes down to what you can see. If there's a bowl of chocolate on the table for the whole of December, I guarantee you've had to refill it every single day. And it doesn't mean that you have to necessarily hide things. No. But at the same time, you're going to make it much easier for yourself if that box or that tin of chocolates is away in a cupboard, especially in a cupboard that you don't use very often. Don't put it in the same cupboard that you've got like your chopped tomatoes in and your herbs and spices that you go in every single day. Put it in a cupboard that you potentially don't use as much because what that's going to do is it's going to make it less available to you, but you're going to see it less throughout the day. Now, don't get me wrong, you're going to know it's there, but I guarantee if it's in a cupboard that you don't use very often, you're going to think about it a lot less. It's not going to be at the forefront of your mind, is it? Yeah, I think the point is with that one is you're going to, you're more likely to eat it when you actually want it rather mm-hmm. than just eating it because it's there. Yes. And I think, I think that's the key point. Like, we're not telling you to not eat anything this Christmas. We want you to eat what you want when you want it. So it's just kind of like coming down to do I want this right now and if you do eat it like that's fine but it's not eating for the sake of eating when it, I think that is the biggest thing yeah over Christmas you just eat for the sake of eating or like because that's what's a habit like you sit down for the full day and get a full box of chocolates out and sit and graze while you're watching a Christmas film and it's like well yeah that's fine but do you actually want that chocolate or are you doing it because that's what you've done every other year like just be a bit more present and I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute but I think when it comes to kind of being in people's houses it makes the situation difficult doesn't it it definitely is that little bit hard when you're in someone else's house because I feel like when you're in your own house you can control where the chocolates are you can make sure there isn't a bowl of chocolates out Mm -hmm. you can put them in a cupboard that you know, you don't go into very often, but when you're in someone else's house, you can't really start doing that. You can't start moving balls. Excuse me, I'm just going to put the phone <laughs> yeah. over here in the cupboard. <laughs> just which cupboard don't you use very often? Because that's where I'm going to put all your products. Like, it's not going to work like that. But what we need to learn is that no one is going to be offended if you leave any food or if you say no. So in those two examples, if you're sat at a table and there's a lot of food on your plate and you haven't finished it yet, but you've you think you're full. And you say, oh, that was amazing, really enjoyed that. Um, I, I can't finish the rest. Does anybody want any of this? Like, no one's going to be offended. And the way you need to view it is put yourself in their shoes. If I make a meal for somebody, or if I make a meal for Jen, and she gets three quarters of the way through, or half the way through, or a quarter of the way through, okay, how much of it she's eaten? She says, Phil, I'm full. She's full. Like, I'm not going to sit there and say, well, 
You clearly don't like me. I think that comes down to like that programming of like our brains and the whole um a lot when you track back a lot of habits around food, they all root in childhood. Mm. And I think one of the biggest childhood messages was always well you've got to eat all that on your plate or like you've got to eat that before you can have a dessert or whatever. Mm. Like it we were programmed from a very young age to eat everything on our plate and it's difficult to get that out of our minds but it's just remembering that like just because that's what we've done in the past doesn't mean that that's how we have to keep going with it yeah and and like i think that's the biggest one for me to leave i find like i actually feel a little bit sick about leaving something on a plate like to the point where i remember i went in a restaurant really quite recently and um, poured, I don't like sweet chilli sauce, so I poured sweet chilli sauce on what was left to stop myself eating it, purely because I knew that if I left it there, I would keep picking at it, but I was actually really full, like I was really full, and I knew that if I kept going, I would make myself feel sick, so I, I know that's probably not the best habit, but it did stop me eating, and it did make me go, I didn't need that, like... I actually didn't, and now I'm at a point where I can be like, no, I don't need to pour sweet chilli sauce on top of my food to stop me eating it because I can, I can happily leave it without feeling bad. But problem was, I was full and I really liked sweet chilli sauce, so I wanted to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help me one little bit. But moving on from what we just said about effect, you know, people not being offended if you leave food. I think interesting what Jen just said about how like that's built into us as we're growing up. It's also built into us that we're not allowed to say no to like an adult. Like if you go into someone's house mm. and they say, Do you want a drink? Or do you want some food or do you want some chocolate? We're always told to say yes because we feel that saying no is rude or ignorant. Mm. And it isn't. Like I do it Very all the time. British, that, isn't it? Yeah, I'm like I find that if somebody says, Do you want such a thing? And I don't. Like saying no, no one ever gets offended. Like ever. No one ever says well, that's not very good, is it? Oh, that's terrible, or you're a bad person. Like, they're trying to be a nice host, and if you don't want it, they won't get at you, and that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. So when it's, everything's getting passed around at Christmas... Christmas! At Christmas, with a W after the C. It's absolutely all right to either leave some of your food, it's also all right to not leave your food, it's all right to say no to the food you're being offered, but it's also all right to say yes. And I know Jen's going to run through some different ways in which we can almost understand which option to take, aren't you? Yeah. So I think um, the most important thing, like I mentioned previously around Christmas, is that mindless eating. So like the eating without actually realising you're eating. So like you can get to the end of the day and you finish a box of chocolates or you've um, got to the end of the meal and you finish the whole meal because you've not actually realised that you're even eating. You're just kind of reaching, grabbing, putting it in your mouth. You're talking to people and you just kind of eat. Like it's just kind of happening without you realising and that is actually what even not around Christmas how a lot of people eat Christmas eat Christmas, eat Christmas. <laughs> how a lot of people eat food just not really thinking about what they're actually doing so I think actually what how we can solve that is just bringing a little bit more attention to it and I know the word mindful is thrown around quite a lot and that just basically is about being present and noticing things and it sounds really wishy-washy but it's massive like to just there's like hefty amount of science behind how much this actually works to just actually bring yourself into that moment and i'm not saying like put your fork down in, in between every bite and do whatever but just actually think about what you're doing so like 
thinking about the food that you're chewing in your mouth, thinking about how it tastes and experience it and be in the moment with it and just really enjoy it. And I think it's a massively underrated skill to just be in that moment with your food. <laughs> I, I know saying it sounds ridiculous and if you'd have, if I'd have said this like to myself probably a year ago, I'd have been like, oh. <laughs> but now I, I do truly get the value of it. And also being aware of your choices around food. So when you do go for food, instead of just grabbing it without thinking, go, oh, I'm hungry right now. Do I want this? If you, the answer's yeah, eat it. If the answer's actually, I'm, I'm not actually hungry right now and I don't actually feel like I want this. I'm just gonna wait till a bit later. And just constantly asking yourself questions. So am I hungry? What, what does it feel like in my stomach right now? Do I need this at this moment in time? And just being aware. I actually, um, it's really interesting in the conversation with the client this week, we had a real breakthrough on this one. And she had had a day where she was eating quite a lot of food for her and she could feel herself kind of spiraling. And she said she went to the shop to get more food. And when she was in there, she actually just went, what am I doing? She just like brought awareness to that moment and actually she left the shop without buying anything and all it needed for her was to just be present in that moment to just question herself and go, do I need this? And she was like, I actually don't. And that then stopped that spiral and she realised she didn't need it. So it's literally just a case of just being aware of what you're doing. And for those of you that do think that that's a little bit wishy-washy and you're like, oh, I don't know if that's work. It's a little bit too like, that's not for me, that type of thing. I need like a calorie target. I want you to think back to probably not even last Christmas, but potentially I last gave Christmas. You my heart it makes more sense. Um, it may, yeah, I'm glad you thought of the song for this. Podcast. I did last time. Twenty-one minutes in, you finally come up with a song, Jen. No, I will. I want better next week. I don't know a song for ten on the tenth day of really? Christmas. Um, <laughs> Can't use this one. For as I was saying, um, for those of you who think that that is a little bit wishy-washy, you're like, oh no, that's not the type of thing that would work for me. I want you to think back to last Christmas when you were eating a box of chocolates without knowing it and you put your hand in and went, oh my God, where have they all gone? Don't remember Yes, that, that is it. And yeah. you look down at your lap and you're covered in wrappers, <laughs> like absolutely covered, head to toe in wrappers. You're like, I don't remember eating one. I don't even know I've done it. It's because you're not present within the moment of eating food. And mm. we're not saying that you have to slowly unwrap each no. like thing like you're in the middle of an oh, M&S no, advert. Not for that. Like, talking really slowly and whispering to your coin penny coin. just yeah. any toffee penny coin. It doesn't need to be that. But what you do need to do is just be aware of what you're doing. Like if you're having 30 chocolates in a row without knowing and you're covered in wrappers, you're probably not being mindful. And the best way to be mindful is to not have the box on your lap or on the <laughs> side of the couch. Have it out of reach so that you have to actually go and get one. And it just brings you back in the moment, like, hang on, I've had three of these, do I need a fourth one? Like, my dinner's ready in 10 minutes, like, what am I doing? Why am I eating four chocolates before mm -hmm. my dinner? And it's little decisions like this that can definitely help. But, what... And don't, oh, sorry, this one's just come to my head, if you get loads of chocolate, don't be in that mindset of, I've got to get rid of it. Mm. Because I've fallen into that trap many a time and made myself ill from just eating chocolate, like, a ridiculous amount of it to get rid of it. Just, like, have some when you want some. 
and then stop when you feel satisfied. Which is easier said than done, but that's what the goal of this situation yeah. has to be. Like, It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you're going to get it right every time. Oh, no. But one of the big things we want to... And you'll have heard, you know, we've been speaking about things like chocolates and different types of foods in this, and we want you to know that not just over the Christmas period, but throughout the whole year, for the rest of your life, you don't, you shouldn't feel like there are certain foods that you can and certain foods that you can't eat. Nothing should be off limits in regards to food. Now, don't get me wrong, there are certain foods that are going to make weight loss more difficult if you consume them in high quantities. But over the Christmas period, for one, two, three, maybe five days, it is highly likely that there's going to be more of those foods available. So it's also highly likely that you're going to consume more of them. But, and I saw this written the other day, that the decisions that you make between the 23rd of December and the 26th of December are going to have less of an impact on your weight loss than the decisions you make between the 26th of December and the 23rd of December next year. Mm -hmm. So understand that, yes, it probably isn't the perfect time over that three to five day period to be concisely tracking every single calorie that you put into your body to make sure you're in a calorie deficit. But it's irrelevant because for those three days, you're not going to completely change your life anyway. In fact, using what Jen's just mentioned about being mindful with what you're doing, asking yourself the questions, am I hungry? Do I even want this? Things like that will probably benefit you more than having a calorie target anyway because you're going to learn about yourself, your habits, the decisions you make. And it's important that during this time, you can learn to allow yourself to eat what it is you enjoy eating because you're in control of how that affects you. You're in control of what you do during this Christmas period. It's going to be more difficult. But that said, you are still in control of the decisions that you make. You're allowed to say no. You're allowed to leave food. But you're also allowed to say yes and you're allowed to eat it. But don't feel like anything is off limits. Yeah, I think these are really important. Like This is what we've said to clients is don't focus on the habits that you're building for the rest of the year. Focus on... Sorry, that's the wrong way of doing it. <laughs> I was thinking, what? <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. You can that. say that to clients. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Don't be going full pelt at everything. Take a kind of realistic approach to it. Like, you're not going to be able to tackle Christmas the same way you would every other week. Mm. But actually focus on some different habits, which is it is about kind of your relationship with food and how you approach food and how you see food over Christmas. And I think... Seafood at Christmas. Seafood at Christmas. Do you want seafood at Christmas? Ew. No. Fish and chips on Christmas Day sounds brilliant, um, by the way. Oh, no. Not the one. Really? Fish no. and chips. But I think it's really important to kind of... This is a really important point, just generally, again, when it comes to, like, binge eating and overeating on certain foods, it comes down to that restriction element. Like, my favourite thing, example, is... Um, I've probably used this on the podcast before, but don't think about penguins. What are you thinking about? What? Fish and chips. <laughs> related to penguins. Very true. Um, but it, and, and it is the part of our brain that's activated, and I will say it again, even if I've said it again before, because it's so important that there is a specific part of our brain that triggers, and when you're looking for a new car, you see that car on the road all the time, and... It's a part of our brain that's activated when we say, when our attention's brought to something. And so if you're saying don't eat certain foods, you are going to think about them more and eventually that'll end up in an overeating, binging of that food. Mm-hmm. So you're actually better to allow yourself to eat what you want to eat if you are feeling like you want that food. 
basically. It comes down to, like, there's that and there's obviously that idea of, like, when we were children growing up, when we were told we wasn't allowed something, it was like, well, I want it then. I don't want yeah. it all. Like, when you had your PlayStation taken off you, I've heard that was pretty bad, didn't have one, but I've heard it was pretty <laughs> bad when it got taken off you. No, but, like, anything, like, any kind of, like, thing that you had that you enjoyed, like, your bike or whatever it might have been, if your parents were like, right, you're not allowed on your bike, you want it to be on that bike 24-7. Even if you've not touched it for a month. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> like, and as well, like, when you tidy in your room, and your mum's like, you're chucking this out because you've not used it in 10 years. You're like, oh, no, I use it every day. <laughs> you don't. You've not used it in 10 years. You don't care about it. But it's because you're being told you're not allowed it, so automatically you want it. So like mm-hmm. Jen said about that particular activation system in your brain. It's like, well, if I'm telling myself I'm not allowed to eat chocolate, mm-hmm. guess what I'm going to do every day? Eat chocolate, chocolate. Non-stop. And then you feel guilty about it, whereas if you'd have just said... I want chocolate, I'm going to have chocolate, you probably end up eating less because mm. you're allowing yourself to eat what you want to eat. And but please, the... please don't call it an off-plan meal. Please no, no, no. don't. It makes me feel a bit sick. I recorded a video before and said off-plan instead of off-point and it's really annoyed me and I can't stop thinking about it. I meant on... No, I said on-plan instead of on-point. Yeah. It's really bugging me. You're always on-plan though. I just... But do you know what? The rest of the video was great so I'm just going to pretend that I just didn't say that. Just dump your voice over the top of it. Point! Yeah. I'll work it out. Um, and I've lost my train of thought now. What do you think we can do this Christmas then, Jen? Obviously, let's let's stop talking about food for a couple of minutes. Yeah. What can we do this Christmas? I think it's really important to remember to keep moving because there is this kind of thing over Christmas where it's like, let's just sit down and watch Christmas films all day, mm-hmm. which is fine, totally Absolutely. fine. But what I would advise you do is get up and move first because if you sit and watch Christmas films all day, the likelihood of you getting up and going for a walk after that is very slim. Zero. So yeah. It's absolutely zero. Because you've you're in that mindset of I'm chilled, I'm relaxed, I'm feeling a bit slobbish, so I'm not gonna definitely not gonna go out for a walk. So what I would advise is plan them in, get up, get out, do them straight away. And then take do whatever you want with the rest of your day then and just start your day on a good note. Planning. So well, a good way to get rid of an angle as well. Oh, though. yeah, Can definitely. You on Christmas Day with a bit of an angle, we go for a walk. And one of my favourite things over Christmas is like nice walks with family and friends, particularly mm. when it's like really crisp and cold and yeah. like, I know the rain's not great, but we all know that rain doesn't kill us. Um, but Does it melt you? No. We've tested it, haven't we? Yeah, yeah you just get wet. Um, so just get up and out plan it in use it as a social thing to see family and friends another nice one do a bit of yoga you've maybe you've got some time off work work's usually quite stressful for you get in the habit of doing a bit of yoga take that habit into the new year as well like even if it's just like five minutes in the morning just to get yourself moving and stretching and it's just a really positive way to start your day isn't it absolutely and i think the most important thing we want to say throughout Everything that we've mentioned in this podcast is, and I know Jen's just touched on it, don't try and keep up your normal day-to-day habits. You don't need to. It's three to five days. As I said before, those three to five days are going to have little to no impact compared to the other 362 days Mm -hmm. of the year. It's not going to be the difference between whether you lose weight or whether you gain weight or whatever. We need to learn that this weight loss thing, it's a lifestyle. It's not a six-week plan, an eight-week plan. You don't need to have a 600-calorie or a 1,600-calorie target for Christmas Day. You don't need to be aiming for 10,000 steps. You don't need to train. 
you can scale everything back and do what Jen's just said. Go out for a nice walk with your, with your friends, with your family. Do something that just gets you out of the house. Do something that's relaxing. Do something that's going to chill you out a little bit. Because I guarantee... Sorry? Sorry. I thought you'd finished. No, I've never finished. I'm going to keep speaking after. I shut up. I don't know what I was going to say next. I'm so sorry. Put it in. Completely forgot what I was going to say. I promise you. Should we just jump on the spot? Well, I don't want to jump up there, thank you. I want to put you on the spot. (laughs) All right, okay. Because I can't remember what I was going to say next. I'm so sorry. I like that. I do this quite a lot. She does. It's quite frequent. It's good because most of the things I'm saying aren't worthwhile, so it probably saves me a little bit of breath. Um, But. On the spot. You have to wear them every week. Do you know what I just thought? What if all the way through this podcast that's been louder than you speaking? Imagine. Little uh, jingle bells. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Good song. That just reminds me of Mean Girls, though. Is it? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. like slap the butts at the end as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go on, I've got a question for me. Yeah, I have. Hit bit. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Good. Because you're going to hear it anyway. <laughs> this one's from Marianne. Oh, right. Thank you very much, Marianne. Thanks, Marianne. You've not heard it yet. You might <laughs> That's true. Right, it's a good one. It is, don't worry. Okay, go on. So, if you was a superhero, yeah. what would be your superpower? Oh, good question. What would it be? I was going to say read people's minds, but I don't think I want that one. Oh, no, I couldn't forget anything worse. No. I don't want to know what people really think about me. Yeah, no, that's what I just thought. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it would be to be super fast at everything. Everything? Everything. Like, you could just do everything at super speed. Really? Yeah. Mainly because I could clean the house in five minutes. I mean, if it's super speed, I want to clean in faster than five minutes. And then you can get places in five minutes and like... So what you're saying is, it's not that you want to be fast at everything, you want to be able to complete everything in life in five minutes. <laughs> Whatever it is, you just want to complete it in five minutes. Well, I just think it'd be really good. Imagine what you could do with all that extra time that you have. You'd be very productive, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, just everything. You could just do everything at super speed. You could do 12 things an hour. Yeah. And if you were to wait for 16 hours, you could do it But you did them like really well. Things. It wasn't like a rubbish job, like you could just do everything really well. Like no matter what you did, even if it was supposed to take like, like building a house, you could do it in five minutes. Yeah. Even though that would probably take you, but you'd have to go to college and do a course first. Well, you could complete that in a day because you're just dead quick. Yeah, so you could do the course in, no, you do the course in five minutes. Five minutes. And then the next five minutes you spend building the house. (gasps) Actually, this could be a disadvantage because what would you do with all that extra time that you have? Um, I don't know what to do with my extra time as it is now. (laughs) chill out a little bit yeah you'd probably be tired wouldn't you yeah if I clean the house top to bottom in five minutes I'd be tired if I clean the house top to bottom in five days I'd still be tired I think though like imagine if you had like a kid I think that would be a really good one if you had a kid well yeah because you'd be pregnant and then you'd pop it out in five minutes <laughs> <laughs> of course you'd love that five minutes of pregnancy five minute labour yeah. Would the kid move out for five minutes as well? Because that's decent. <laughs> you get to meet him, then they do once you don't. No, just like it. everything super speed. You could just do everything. Maybe you can turn it off and on though. All right. So like, if you wanted to do it at super speed, you can. And when he was in super speed, would it take you five minutes to turn it off? No. Oh. <laughs> I would just turn it off and on. Little button on side. Either that or invisibility. I'm glad you've chosen something that actually seems worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> I think super speed's a good one. Do you know? I'd quite like to be able to run dead fast, but that would get pointless so quickly. 
Like, you could run somewhere very fast, but then that's it. Like, I, I couldn't get abroad. Unless I run fast enough to run on water. I love the idea of invisible, but I don't really know. I don't know what I'd do with it. I just, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't mind the invisibility cloak. I was literally, I was literally just thinking that in my head. But like, you need to sneak around in castles and stuff. Like, I've not got a castle. I need to sneak around. No, that's very true. Do you know what I want then? What a castle that I need to sneak around, <laughs> and then I'll need an invisibility cloak. Although to be fair, and I hope people are keeping updated with where I'm up to in Harry Potter, things are going pretty bad at the minute. Oh yeah. I'm a third of the way into the last book, and things are not looking good. Mm-mm. You know, although having said that, this is going out on Monday and I could have finished it by then. Because I'm okay. flying at the minute. Right? Nah. Two chapters a night, me now. I've changed. I used to be a one chapter a night man. It's because I fall asleep and you don't realise. Yeah, it's brilliant these days. <laughs> I used to realise Jen would fall asleep or she'd be like, right, we've got to sleep, turn lights off. I'm like, oh, nice one. But now she reads one line of a Kindle and she fell asleep. So I'm flying through Harry Potter. I'd have I'm not getting ready for every my book though. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely reading their collapse, yeah. Two words, boom, out. Yeah. It's brilliant. I had three chapters the other night, didn't I? Yeah, you genuinely didn't realise I was asleep then, though, did you? No, I wasn't paying attention because I was so into it. It was when... Um, what, Spoilers. Spoilers. I'm the last person on the planet to not read Harry Potter, Jeff. Very good point. <laughs> right. Hopefully that has given you some really good sort of hints, tips, and things that you can take away to... Working over the Christmas period, yeah. and hopefully it's also made you realise that Jen makes terrible decisions in regards to superpowers. Merry Christmas! Ho, ho, ho! Oh, we'll not speak to you before Christmas now, Have a good we? Christmas! Have the best Christmas day, and we'll chat to you again in between Christmas and New Year, won't we? Yeah. Have a good one. Bye! Before you go, make sure to hit the link in the podcast notes to update us on how many steps you've done on today's walk whilst listening to us two jabber on. Each week we'll update you on the total number of steps you fantastic listeners have done. And if you haven't already, please don't forget to like the podcast, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and anything else you can do to the podcast that makes us all really great.